My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. So welcome back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. I am uh, welcoming back Michael Allen Tate. Mike has been on with me, uh, was on here uh, on the show a couple uh, couple of months ago. Uh, yeah. Mike is the author of uh, Rolling Up Your Sleeve, uh, the book Roll Up Your Sleeves, uh, Living in a World of Constant Change. Um, for the past 20 years, he's worked with uh, boards, successful entrepreneurs, uh, business executives, tech entrepreneurs, and a wide range of clients, and uh, helps them with uh, a, a great career coach and a business strategist. So, Mike, wow. thanks, for, thanks for coming back on. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate you being here. You know, I, I did that little podcast with you where you talked about the leaders in your life and got a really lots of great comments about the stories you told. So I appreciate it. So. No, hey, it's uh, it's great to have you back on as well. So uh, I don't think you're I, I don't think this <laughs> podcast could come at a more opportune time. You you Ron. talk about a a world of change, and you talk yeah. about yeah you know, chaos and crisis that's happening, and you know uh, it's exhausting. So what oh, do you? That's for sure. Here what are you? What are you telling business executives now that are experiencing it? Yeah, uh, several things. You know, one of the things you said about the it's a timely. My book was actually was supposed to come out in November, and the publisher called and pushed it up till now because of what's happened. We actually released it May twenty six. But you know, the uh, one of the things I think that executives need to know is uh, in should have known this all their lives is that there's a difference between change and transition. Change are the events that happen to us and transitions, the emotions people go through. You know, as executives, we kind of get away and put our plans together about what to do and then come out and roll them out without thinking really what, uh, we don't really have a plan for transition is helping people accept that, understand they go through these emotions. And, uh, you know, cause we kind of, so that happens a whole lot. Right. And so I think that's something to consider to step back and realize that everybody has a personality that's a little different and they know that. But when you're in the midst of all this change, we don't really, in our little, my little book, it says we kind of go out of our right minds when all this change happens and we start uh, acting out of our stress behaviors and not thinking about the people side of the, the transition side is the people side of what happens out there. So. Uh, just uh, remembering to have personality and that uh, during this time, what I found especially important is that people get role clarity. Uh, during change, role clarity is, is paramount. And now that we have half the people at home and half people at in the office, you know, what do you, how do you do all that? So those are a couple quick things I would talk with someone about as they're trying to move their team forward. So you're talking about, you know, so, you know, let's just talk about, you know, are we in a world of change right now or are we are we in a full time? Are we just, you know, changing a little bit in the short term? Or are we in a full full blown transition? A lot of people tell me, you know, the work from home thing yeah. is permanent and they can get as much done from home. And I'm looking yeah. at it going, well, hey, look, you, you businesses think that everybody's productive. But quite frankly, you know, with this COVID yeah. thing going on, only a third of the work is really getting done to begin right. with. 
Right. Um, so yeah, you're, you're really effective at a third of the work. Is mm-hmm. it, you know, are we really in a period of transition? Yeah. Most of the business I work with at this point, uh, several have brought almost all their people back in because they wanted to come back in and they, they do work better at, and they didn't have the productivity as you said was good, but it was a, I didn't realize it was a third of the work that mm-hmm. you're, they're doing. So I think we're going to, I think it's, it's already starting to come back in and people are working back inside and realizing they need that kind of structure because, you know, we're all structure seeking beings and we need that kind of structure around us in order to get our work done. And uh, that's, uh, you know, putting that kind of thing in place where people know what the roles are, where they're going to be working. Cause, uh, but I do think it, it's opened up a lot of places I've worked to have, uh, have realized some real efficiency gains because they weren't, uh, when they were out of their office, they understood, you know, they were, had really wasted a lot of time and things that mm-hmm. they weren't productive. They learned that some procedures and process they had in place didn't really have a reason to be there in the first place. So I think there's some real positive efficiencies to get from this. And, and then there will be times when you need to work at home. Now we know how to do it. So I just think there's some really positive things that come out of it. Yeah. How does all this affect teamwork? Oh, I think it's just reinvented teamwork. Uh, the w- places I've worked, I, I've just seen it uh, teamwork get uh, kind of go back to its norm. You know, so we first we started out on Zoom calls, and everybody has their Zoom on and they're talking and doing that. About two meetings later, half the people have their Zoom call, have their pictures off. Now people are working and nobody's even even visible anymore. And see, that kind of goes back to the way you at work about a third of the people are checked out during the meeting <laughs> anyway not <laughs> not paying attention i think the same dynamics work but it's a lot easier to get away with it when you're <laughs> when they're right. not when they're not out and but i've i've had the opportunity to work with several teams online using some engagement kind of activities and things where they've actually been able to solve some problems put plans together but it's just like uh, I mean, it is a little more difficult, but a meeting that doesn't, if a meeting needs an agenda, it needs a process, it needs ground rules. And that's the sort of thing that I see. If you don't have those things, you can't make it work at all. Mm-hmm. I think you really, uh, and it's showing up in, because uh, I have people, well, we don't need another meeting. And when I get on the meeting with them, we say, now here's our ground rules. Here's how we're going to operate. All of a sudden they realize you can make this team stuff work. So talk to us more about yeah. Talk to us about your book. What are the points you're driving in your book? What's uh, what's you know, roll up your sleeves, living in a world of constant change. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a uh, it's another parable because uh, I think people like parables so you can get through them and learn some lessons in them. And it's uh, it's actually a part kind of core around the story of the Exodus in uh, the Bible, where the children of Israel leave and go to the Promised Land and wander through it. Uh, they were in a you know a terrible place, uh, but then when they they left that and went into the wilderness, they were wandering. So we take that analogy and kind of come up with some principles that these young boys learn from their mentors. And uh, the, there's uh, there's ten observations in the book, and the first one is change is not the same as transition. To re- remember that and that personality matters, that role clarity counts. And um, one key thing in the book is that uh, principles and purpose are extremely important and when i talk to ceos and other executives i i'll say 
when your people come back in, remind them how important their job is. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of their job? I mean, rather than just getting through the motions of it, and what's the what's your vision and your purpose for your organization? Keep hammer that home. But during change, people can't, as they say, a buddy of mine who was in Vietnam told me, and in, in the Marines told me, it's hard to think long-term when the bullets are flying around your head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's the deal is, so what what I am recommending, and I think, and I have seen it work is, let's have a 90-day vision. What's the one thing we're going to focus on together as a team for the next 90 days? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is what element, not a project in particular, but, you know, is it getting more efficient? Is it being creative on this particular thing? Is it putting a new structure in place so we can rally? Because people need a rallying point when they're wandering through this transition phases of, mm -hmm. you know, transition. You know, when it happens, you go through, everybody goes through shock and anger and blame and depression. And, you know, then they, that we, we call them the three phases of transition. One's resisting, the second one's exploring, the third one's committing. And everybody goes through those phases when a change happens. And as uh, leaders, uh, managers can make a decision to change or make a change happen, but leaders have to lead people through the emotions of getting back to their promised land, their new beginning, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're all struggling with. But you can't take people through their wilderness unless you have a promised land, something that they're going for. They've got to have a goal. Basically, they have, they have to have a goal or something that they're shooting for. Something that they're shooting for, yep. Yeah, it, it's and, very hard to, let's just see, it's hard, It's very hard to take people down a path when it's just, let's just see what happens. Yeah, and that's just common sense. But, you know, we've never had this type of situation to step into before. Nobody's ever led in this, uh, you know, when you've been out for three months because of a health issue mm -hmm. and what people are dealing with so but going back to those kind of basic things that let's remember our values let's remember our purpose let's rally around an idea that'll get us through this and uh you know then uh, so those are some of the main points i share in the book i give you know examples of ways to do those sorts of things yeah you know it's, it's interesting you talk about your principles and purpose i was thinking about it over the weekend and you, know, you talk about a time where yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is, you know, the anger comes from being locked down for yeah. three months and a lot of uncertainty that we've thrown into people's lives and the fact right. that people are scared about their careers, their jobs, their livelihoods. So there's a lot of anger out there right now, and it's manifesting mm -hmm. itself in the form of social yeah. change, transition. Yeah. And I was thinking over the weekend, it's a great time. If I was a CEO leading a good organization, and I sort of wrote my own mission statement down over the weekend, mm -hmm. but if I was a CEO of an organization, I think I would start to write down some mission statements. Yeah. And the mission statement is, what are we gonna be as an organization? What are we gonna be to our employees, our shareholders, the communities which we're in, and what are the social contracts that we need to have put it out there and you say this is who we are this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to treat people yeah and it's written and we're going to live up to it and anytime somebody objects you say hey look it's here yep. is that is that a little bit about the direction that's, here that's what i'm talking about yeah just you know i've had uh one ceo who was kind of uh, literary minded a little more than others he wrote out this is what it'll look like this is how people will talk to each other in the future this is what 
kind of way we'll do work. All those, you know, as vivid a vision as you can have, the better. And it's good to have that bigger vision, but it's also good to have that short-term goal, that 90-day thing that kind of gets, you know, because you need some momentum going forward. And uh, but, but those principles are absolutely, and I think most organizations have value statements. It's a good time to look at those to find out if they're really what we believe. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, that, yeah, the best way to create chaos is not communicate. Yep. I mean, you think about, you know, if, if you don't communicate, I think about Amazon and New York. You know, Amazon really, yeah, you know, Jeff Bezos really didn't co- you know, communicate well yep. his right. goals for New York when he was talking about moving there, moving, you know, putting some offices there. Right, yeah. And what could have been a really good thing everybody got suspicious of because it was right. poorly it was poorly communicated sure. to. Yeah. You know, China and COVID. Yeah. China could not have handled COVID worse right. if you know if they tried. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's suspicious of them. Or yeah, you, know, you think about you think about that. And I think yeah. we're just in a world of over communication is is probably the best path to go down. More importance placed on communication yeah, above anything right yeah and uh because if you don't you know i when during change people become uh information junkies you know they, they need a fix <laughs> they need to get a hit and if they don't have it they'll make it up oh, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll make it up and that's what happens but the uh but you know there is so much communication and sometimes the more you communicate the less you communicate that is you need a simple message something that's Real clear. This is what you know, this is what we're doing. These are the steps we'll be taking. These are our three steps we'll take. Something that's so easy for, as I say, a tenth grader to understand uh, that it uh, because they're hearing all this kind of stuff and they need something they feel is constant. And mm-hmm. you know, I, in an organization, you know, most organizations started with a original story. And uh, whenever I work with places, I always say, let's go back to what was the original story for this place? Can we take that and kind of build on that and let people see there's a real constant thing we're going after that's important for everyone? So, uh, yeah, just, oh, absolutely. And uh, and email is not communication, by the way, so. Oh, yeah, no, email <laughs> drives me crazy. Text and email. Uh, yeah. How many how many arguments have been started on Twitter? Right. Or Or email? Sure. Um, how many you know businesses have been blown up by a reply all? Um, yeah, yeah. The purpose of email is just to transfer information, not to solve relationship problems. <laughs> That's the kind of the. In, in respect to my HR friends, it's a very it's a unique HR. I get emails from HR people. Yeah. Urgent. We need this in five minutes. Yeah. Um, if it's urgent, you know, the little, I, I keep trying to communicate those little phones on your, the, the, the little buttons on your, on your phone. Yeah. They, they're there for a purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with me, give me a call, but you know, uh, but so, but there's the whole thing about the different generations out there and how they communicate to you, you, Craig, you know that. Cause my, uh, I, my daughter-in-law said, well, I didn't look at it cause I, it wasn't in um, it wasn't important enough to send a text. And I'm going, what? Yes. 
So if it was important, she would get a text on it. So anyway. How do you teach a CEO, though? I mean, look, look now we're, we're going on a real issue. How do you teach a 55 to 60-year-old CEO to communicate with 25 to 30-year-old employees who are professional? They're coming up through the ranks, you know? Yep. And the CEO says, if I want something, I'm going to call them. And the, the employee says, well, I didn't think it was important enough because you didn't, didn't text. send me a text. Now, who needs to change here? Uh, maybe both. But, uh, but there is one thing that I know is, I don't know a lot, Craig, but I do know something that's true. People communicate, the great communicators use two things, symbols and stories. And everybody gets symbols and stories. Uh, in my book, there's a lot of things I draw, and I draw because symbols and stories make uh, all the difference. I mean, like if somebody got up to, uh, I coach CEOs a lot on how to illustrate a simple drawing on a board. Draw a triangle, draw three circles, draw something, and write, and, and people remember those symbols, but they remember, so you can communicate with that in a simple way. I mean, you should have a story of a value you're trying to, project to, mm -hmm. and tell that story until you're so sick of it for six months. Tell that story about the story about, I don't know, the little, little red hen, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is parable. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are actually better. That reminds people of a core principle because uh, emails, all this, that's the two things. Leaders are masters of symbols and stories. Mm -hmm. You think I'm, so that's, we really need to think about this now with all this other stuff going around. How can we simplify communication in such a way that people can get it? And to, if I had to say two things, it would be that. Well, I think if you're a, a leader mm -hmm. or somebody coming through, you know, look, somebody coming through a transition, you know, what's your story? Yeah. You know, people learn more from, you know, you know, what's, tell me your story. It's not, not not read your resume it's not tell me about the job you did what's your story yeah tell me about your background how'd you grow up mm -hmm. yeah what was your best success what was your biggest failure yeah you know what what drives you yeah. and and you know the you're right that storytelling is is amazingly powerful but i fear with text and email the ability that the ability, people's ability to tell stories yeah. is diminishing. But you, yeah, yeah, but you can, you can do a video and tell a story. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can do a video and do that. And you bring up another point that was, the, you know, uh, all, to me, all, all, all great leaders are great listeners. And, uh, you know, I, I, I actually have a list of questions I put out there. When people come back, what do you, how, what, how do you handle it? Well, you need to Ask them, like, how do you feel about what happened? How do you think we handled it? Could we handle it better? You know, and it kind of gets people started. Then you start asking them, during this time of transition, what's been positive and what's been hard? And I've asked that to five or six CEOs, and it's 30 minutes later, and they're telling me what was good and what was hard. And I say, now, you want to get your team together, go ask every one of your direct reports that question. You've now learned, earned the right to be heard. So uh, I know those are real soft kind of things, but, you know, that uh, 
I remember the guy who somebody called me and asked me that question. That's, I didn't come up with it, of course. I'm not that smart. But uh, somebody asked me that, and I thought, man. And as I call, I say, if you want to get your team back together, ask each one that question and sit and listen to it. Don't try to fix them. Just kind of listen to it. And that's a hard thing for a, you know, a type A person to do, which most are. But uh, if you want to have a healthy workplace, a healthy family, a healthy marriage, those two questions might be probably the two best ones to be talking about right now with everybody. So to get people ready to hear the message, the story and the symbol you want to share with them. So what are you telling people who may be <laughs> displaced? You know, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're now in both a period of change and transition, both. You mean they, they've lost their job because of this? They've lost their job. They're transitioning to something new. They, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, the times we're in now are, you know, chaotic at best. Right. Yeah. What, uh, how do you tell people, you know, you talk about, you know, the, the three things, you know, you know reflect, explore, communicate, mm -hmm. you know, how do they start to accept the change and get some traction in their transition? Yeah, well, you know, up until I've, I've seen a shift out there, I think it's at, almost like this week and the last week, it's just people have, uh, for, you know, for two months, nobody talked to anybody much about hiring anyone, as you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> from your work. And now people are getting back to realizing we're going to have to live with this. So they're uh, a little bit more receptive. And But I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, I guess back to my little book, The White Shirt, uh, you know, you need to have a personal plan for what you really want so that you're real clear on it because, you know, when, so, you know, if, if you're out of a work and you're trying to find something new, be clear on it. But if, even if you're working, the whole mm -hmm. organization just shifted and the guy with the plan wins. Right. The guy with the plan who took his time to say, now, you know, if I could do something else, inside or outside this company, what would it look like? Not a job title, but I'd spend my time doing this and that. I'd, I'd invest in this, I'd invest in that. Mm -hmm. I haven't, just having that plan so, so when you're in that room and everybody's in chaos and they don't know what's gonna happen next, you can say, oh, by the way, I've thought about this idea. Mm -hmm. And when nobody, the guy with the plan always wins. Right. So, so you know, you know how I am about, I don't believe, you know, in job search, you know, I know you need a resume, but but job search inside or outside, you just need to have sat down and laid out what you really, what you want. Right. That would be my advice because uh, in all this change, you got to have something that's constant out there. Yeah, I think about, it's funny, I think about my brother. He just, my, my brother got up one day and he just quit. He just, he was, yeah. he was running a TV station and he walked in and handed his resignation. Yeah. And said, I'm done. And nothing on the back end. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah and, and, and it was hard because he had no plan. He just, he didn't know what he wanted. He just knew it wasn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what he had. Right. But what was funny is he started to put a plan together and then he started to figure out what he was looking for. Yeah. And he realized what he's good at. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes I, I we have conversations and he just absolutely amazes me. And he started a business mm -hmm. and it was tough to start, but now he's doing really well. And yeah. it's kind of fun to see him get some 
some traction. But it was once he said, okay, this is the path I'm going down. And he committed to that path. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of the ultimate. If you don't, if you don't know where you're, if if you don't know what you're looking for or where you're going, you'll probably, you know, you'll, you'll probably never find it. Is <laughs> yeah, that? That's true. Yeah. You know, it's all so simple, but also hard to do, especially when you're missed, like your brother was in the midst of that, uh, uh, a, a place that's probably sucking the life out of him. So he couldn't even think. Right. And uh, that's the thing about uh, transition even now you know, you have to have an ending before you can have a beginning. And mm-hmm. that's one of the principles in the book to remember, you know, there's a, I'm talking to companies right now that are coming back in and, and I'm saying, so when are you going to have an, an ending so y'all can start over again? You know, years and years ago, I used to work in uh, outplacement where companies downsized and all that stuff. And I had mm-hmm. a Canadian company I worked with one time who, it was really bad after this company had downsized, everybody was just, Depressed, half their friends were gone, and I, they said we got to go forward. So uh, we literally said, on Friday we'll no longer talk about the past company. We want to start a new. They actually took their policy books and manuals. We took them to the backyard, back out in the back, and burned them. Yep. I mean, you hear about that, but I was there and I saw it happen. And then we said, so what's the future going to look like? Mm-hmm. What's it going to sound like? What are you going to hear people saying they're not saying now? What are you going to see people doing they're not doing now? They're Canadians, so anyways. <laughs> so it, uh, and we we painted that picture for them. And uh, even and in this time, I'm talking to companies now about uh, having an official ending, so you can say, you know, we have learned this so far. Now let's put that behind us and let's go forward. Because if you don't, you keep dragging that stuff along. And I don't mean, I'm not sound like a counselor, but I mean, that's just a principle of of uh, of an ending kind of, you know, if you know right. anything about the Exodus story, there was, they left Egypt, the guys were after them, they crossed the Red Sea, it went over, burned the bridges, <laughs> that was their ending. Mm-hmm. So, so that model of having an ending so you can have a fresh start uh, is uh, very important. Yeah. It's a little like Cortez when he burned the ships. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah, yeah, there's your ending, guys. We're not going home. That's right. Yeah, yep. Let's uh, yeah, pick a direction because uh, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. we we can't go east. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, pick one of the other three, and that's that's where we're going. So what, what it is, yeah, um, yeah. So that uh, <clears throat> so that's what that's a new oh man, you know, that's just so different for people to get their heads around in organizations that you. That that human side's even more critical now than ever. And how do you lead people who've never, if you've never been through this sort of thing before? Well, I, yeah, I think like yeah. So you know, I'm very you know the aerospace executive podcast, aviation, airlines. It's oh gosh. You know, if wow. I'm an airline, if I'm an airline CEO, what am I probably doing? I'm probably taking the playbook, and I'm probably throwing it out because yeah. what it looks like when we all come back, uh-uh. you know, will be very different. And it might be, hey, look, uh, get my my strategic team together and say, we may have to become a low-cost carrier, ultra-low-cost carrier. What's it going to look like if we have to become an Mm ultra-low-cost carrier? We may have to become a domestic-only airline. All the international travel may stop. What's it going to look like if – and then there might be phase three. And you get your teams together, okay, this is what we have to do for this bucket. 
this is what we have to do for this bucket and this is what we have to do for this bucket. Mm-hmm. Everything that was ha- you know, six months ago is irrelevant because those mm-hmm. days are gone. Yeah. yeah. We were, May they we come yet. We were totally prepared for a world that no longer exists. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, and to have that, uh, that kind of conversation, even to explore those possibilities about we could do this, we could do that, we could do that. Now, which one are we going to do? That's that kind of healthy conversation, mm-hmm. low cost. You know, what are we going to do? Maybe we, you know, maybe we're the highest cost. And we just, you know, those, those kind of options. Yep. Mm-hmm. But those kind of conversations are really what kind of, because uh, to getting back to a healthy organization, you know, is really what, what we're after. And the other thing I, uh, I think people need during this time, you know, you know, whenever, these kind of things hit the first thing that goes out is all the development and training or company. Yes. First thing that goes mm-hmm. down, but all the studies show in years of doing outplacement where you downsize, uh, we would, uh, we have found out that if you start increasing training during change, giving people, it could be what learning they get through it so much quicker, mm-hmm. but you, you can't worry and complain when you're learning something pretty soon. Right. So get people, you know, your explore those ideas, have people start picking up some kind of new skill they need, they want to learn. Doesn't cost a lot of money. We're talking about just having a, you know, having a, a vision and have have people, you know, say, I'm a, during this time I've decided I'm gonna pick up I'm gonna improve my skills on organization time management or how I manage projects or mm-hmm. delegating better. Let's have one learning goal that we can all hold on to ourselves. Uh, to get ourselves through this so we can uh, think. But yeah, great idea. That's one thing I teach. Primarily, I do a lot of mentoring for college kids, and Mm -hmm. I talk to a lot of transitioning military people, but I think it's very relevant even for employed executives and professionals. Meet somebody new every week Mm -hmm. and ask them, what is it you do? Tell me about what you do. What's your story? Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing, you know, what you learn, how many new conversations are created, how many new job opportunities and how many new doors are opened up, all because you took an interest in somebody else and saying, what is it you do? Yeah. Tell me. And, you know, I, 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 you know, I love, I love doing that. And, and uh, yeah, people are always yeah, they're they're thrilled to tell you. So they are. Yeah, it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, like when uh, I always tell people, yeah, it's, uh, that everybody has a story to tell, and 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 uh, we never get tired of giving other people advice either. I mean, other, you know, when somebody comes to us and asks for advice, it start, seldom ever happens. And uh, so I encourage people, like, if you're trying to find a job, you know, don't. Just go out and ask people to tell their story, and they'll lead mm-hmm. you to something. Don't ever ask them about a job. I mean, mm-hmm. Just ask them, show interest to them, and uh, there's nothing as uh, you know, we, we seldom get listened to anymore. No, no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So um, roll up your sleeves. Is your yep. book? When's yep. it coming? When's it coming out? It it was released on May 26th. May 26th. So it's out there now. It's out in Kindle. And uh, softback, it'll be audible in about a month. But it's out there online, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, everywhere. It's actually this week we ran a special for Kindles. Uh, I got a special Kindle price. I think three dollars for a Kindle book. Okay. We're, we're, yes, yeah, so we're doing a promotion this week. So if you want to go out there and look at the 
rollupyoursleeves.com. Um, and we'll have all that, of course, in the show notes. Uh, but, but take a look at it and uh, download one. And um, I have several companies that are buying them for other people to read through. And then they talk about the 10 principles in the back as a kind of a, a, a group. Good way yep. to get people kind of started. You know, people need to read something, learn something new. And this is a 90, this book is a 93 minute read. <laughs> we would call it an airplane book before, mm -hmm. you know, before we went, when we were on airplanes, but it's a quick read. It's interesting. It's a parable. It's a lot of fun and uh, kind of common sense ways to experience. But those are the best, but those are the best kind. It's 93 yeah. minutes. It's impacting. It's 93 minutes. Yeah, stories and symbols. <laughs> stories and symbols. Very good. Yeah. So, Mike, thanks for coming on. Once again, Michael Allen Tate, uh, Roll Up Your Sleeves, Living in a World of Constant Change is the book. And thanks for coming on. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube, just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.